This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's that time. Your fix is here. College football is a year-round discussion with these two. Here's J.C. and Morgan. Mike Morgan of ESPN and J.C. Sherbert of 24-7 Sports have you covered. Beginning right now. It is another installment of J.C. and Morgan. Hope everybody is doing well. Hope everybody has thawed out from one of the coldest weeks I can recall, uh, no matter where I was. Baton Rouge, record cold. Kentucky, six inches of snow. And when I woke up this morning, uh, Saturday morning, to call the Kentucky game, you know, you check your phone and it gives you the time and temp. One degree. One. Last time I saw one degree was Alaska. Uh wind chill i've had worse kansas city gets pretty rough but one degree and then even back here in atlanta it's been um freezing cold this is nothing compared to this we're the jv team compared to jc's uh frigid nightmares living in chi town but uh for the rest of us weak thin-blooded southerners uh we get a chance to gripe jc and just show how soft we are the good news is it, it looks like this latest uh, cold front is just about gone. I think the temperatures are actually climbing to like the 60s in many parts of the southeast this uh, uh, coming weekend. Um, but I'll tell you right now, folks, we are running the hurry-up offense today. We've got an abbreviated show. I've kind of lost my voice from uh, the game Saturday and just battling a, a little, little cold. I think I was the only one that didn't get sick at J.C.'s wedding, so this is my comeuppance. Uh, and we got Chris Stewart, great guest who I've known for over 20 years with the Alabama uh, Radio Network, joining us at 10 o'clock sharp. Uh, so we'll we'll run through this as quickly as possible. No huddle, tempo, uh, no Omaha. We don't. We, I mean, you just first read. Hot route, hot route. JC, good morning. Good morning, sir. Glad to be with you. Uh, I'm, I'm in the, uh, no huddle, hurry up mode today too. I had a. A little bit of like pre-production stuff to do uh, for the show on the uh, on the social media end this morning. So nice, glad I got that out of the way. And uh, of course, other shows and other stuff I do too. So it's uh, it's been fast and furious, but um, looking forward to talking ball and certainly catching up with Chris. Last time we talked to Chris together was '09 in Columbia, the day they played Texas for that first national championship. Because I'll never forget what he told us about the Longhorns ticket request being six to one in favor of Texas over Bama. I'll never forget that. I, I, wow. I quote it all the time. Wow. Uh, I, you, you, you remembered that interview from 2009. Yeah, we, we, I remember that part of it. We were on the air in Columbia the day of the game, and he was like out in Pasadena, and 
he it, it just it, and I've always thought that about you know whenever I talk about the the vastness of the Texas fan base. <laughs> I right. mean, that's Alabama football. First time in eighteen years they'd been on any kind of stage like that, and Texas is still six to six to one. Yeah. Well, population, man. Oh it, yeah. It's 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 not a it's not a quality over quantity. It's not a they love football more than Alabama fans. It's just a population deal. It's, just, it's like kicking over a gigantic anthill. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. they're, like, they're everywhere. So anyway. that, I mean, that's why they're a massive brand and, and had their own TV network, which is soon going to uh, uh, dissolve. Uh, mm. But, yeah, I mean, in terms of brands, and that's when you, when you hear all this talk about brands. Who, who's a brand? Who's a brand? Uh, so much of that has to do with the raw numbers of how many fans do you have out there. Because fans equal eyeballs, which equal ratings, and that's why there's where the brand recognition comes in. The whole notion that Florida State got job because they're not a brand, that's ridiculous. Florida State is absolutely a brand. Uh, Florida State has a, a ton of fans, ton of eyeballs. They're surrounded by major markets in the state of Florida. They have a huge fan base in Atlanta. Um, but I digress. Before we go knee-deep into... Alabama, Nick Saban, which obviously has tentacles that reach throughout. <clears throat> and we'll certainly ask Chris about the massive uh, defections going on with Alabama football. Uh, the, the biggest story, I guess you could say, J.C., other than the typical portal NIL stuff in the offseason, and now that the coaching, for the most part, the coaching situation has simmered, but you still have Jim Harbaugh out there. You still have the reigning national championship coach, who certainly has made a case for being one of the best in the sport uh, that is flirting with every NFL job on the planet, including here in Atlanta with Falcons, and at the same time negotiating a potential contract with Michigan, basically saying, look, if the, if the you-know-what goes bad, you're not taking any more of my money. You already gave me one pay cut because I kept losing to Ohio State, but you ain't doing it if the NCAA comes, comes knocking and hammers us. Oh, I don't blame him. Uh, he's holding all the cards now. I mean, you know, it, 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 and look, I don't. Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? I don't know. I don't even think it's something Michigan people are. I mean, they won the national championship, so they're all in bliss right now. But uh, it, it is interesting. The other thing that's been inter- interesting to me, Mike, is pro coaching changes are different than college. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll literally tweet out, hey, so-and-so just left our office. Great conversation. You know, we have interviewed Bill Belichick for our head coaching job. With right. a picture of Bill. You know, the Falcons did that. Then they did hard. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, the, the Bears interviewed nine people for their OC job, and they're still not going to hire a very good one. I mean, I'm glad I, I'm glad coaching change-wise I'm more of a college guy because it's a little bit more fun chasing the rumors and stuff. And yeah, now, probably 40% of it's inaccurate, but uh, I think it's still fun, a lot more fun than the pros. It It, it is uh, hilarious, and we'll talk to uh, Chris more about this. I, I tuned in to some of the Feinbaum show last week, uh, and I, I'm not a regular viewer. I watch it from time. I love the guests that Paul has been able to procure over the years. I've been uh, flattered to be a guest on there a couple times myself. Um, to me, that's what I tune in for. No offense to all the callers, but like I, I don't need to hear people talking trash to other people. It doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't. I don't learn anything from that. Some people find it entertaining, and that's great. But the it, it, the Alabama fans were in full meltdown mode, uh, mode, not mold. Maybe they molded. Uh, they, they were just everything is 
Kalen DeBoer not good enough. We should have been able to get better. And then you compound that with the players that are leaving. I mean, you lose the number one quarterback from the last recruiting class. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, Alabama's going to get another five-star, I assume, JC. It's more your world than mine. But you're just not used to seeing that in Tuscaloosa. Your mic is off. The dog was barking and the wife was oh, cooking. Okay. Come on, Red, so pipe down. I wanted to make sure I was good, but uh, yeah, I, I threw it on me. But no, it, yeah, Julian saying, I guess that's how you say it, saying, sighing. Uh, he goes to Ohio State, by the way. They're pimp slapping everybody. This I, that's the other everybody. story. Yeah. What is going on there? Yeah, is it all just it. money? Right, got it in the JC five, man. Now nah, well, okay. it's, it's a little bit of caged animal syndrome, not coaching wise, but right. Like, look, we're we're tired of screwing around here, you know. We, yeah. and they've had a dang good football team. I mean, they're a point of they're how close were they to beating Georgia? Only team that even gave Georgia a game last year, right? Right. Uh, I think they I think they're realizing now the quarterback they had Stroud was pretty damn special, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's going on. But you know. It, it, you lose him. You do have a guy coming in from Washington that's following DeBoer. You know, I'm just, you just got, you, you can't worry about it. First year coaching staffs that come in usually struggle with recruiting classes. And that includes Nick Saban. His, his big first class was his first full cycle there. They signed like 16 guys when he took over Shula because he took over late. I think Hanks, Darius Hanks, one of his receivers was a guy that they got in that class out of Georgia that ended up doing some stuff, maybe a handful of other people, not very good. Auburn kind of recruited circles around them that year. All, you know, truth be told. And then that 07, 08 class where there were 24 star aboves in the state of Alabama that year, they mopped up. They got Julio, Marcel Darius, Barrett Jones was across the, across up there in Memphis. He, he's an alum. They got Mark Ingram in that class. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, um, it was a sight to behold, and then that's how they ended up building a national championship program quickly. It, it, yeah, but I you mean, that, that that's the ultimate one-two punch. Bama losing players and Ohio State just going, to use your term, caged animal syndrome. Now we're really going to get ta- – like, you've, you've, Ohio State's always in the top five in recruiting anyway, and now they're just like, no, 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 we're, we, we, we need to be better. And they and had the president, you know, reach out to all the alums basically begging for money. I, it, this is like next level. Alabama fans can say what they want about Bill O'Brien too. He is a damn good offensive coordinator and a upgrade from Ryan Day calling the plays in Columbus. Total, totally agree. I don't care what anybody. I mean, I know maybe he wasn't as good as Sark was on the next level in 2020. Okay, nobody. It's like Todd Monken. Nobody was going to be. Mike Bobo was not going to be on Todd Monken's level. Mike Bobo is still a damn good offensive coordinator. So is Bill O'Brien. I, I yeah. think that's an understated move that people are going to kind of chuckle at, and you're going to be chuckling away when the Buckeyes win the playoff next year. Uh, I, I'm with you on the O'Brien hire. I thought that was uh, awfully shrewd, and some of the criticism of him in Tuscaloosa I thought was a little over the top. All right, we've got to take a timeout. Chris Stewart, Alabama Sports Radio Network, on the other side of this break. Listen up. This is for construction professionals, contractors, facility managers, or do-it-yourself homeowners. Cypro Rentals is ready to equip your upcoming project. We rent construction equipment for any size job. Boom and scissor lifts, telehandlers, skid steers, excavators, air compressors, generators, even small tools and equipment. SitePro has you covered. If you are ready for better equipment rental, call SitePro and rent from the local, friendly, 
easy to do business with equipment professionals. Call 972 Rent Now. That's 972 736 8669 to rent the newest equipment in the Atlanta market. Call 972 Rent Now or visit SiteProRentals.com. Down here in the South, we don't always see eye to eye. While our taste in college football teams, or what sauce, if any, goes best on a rack of ribs, or what to mix with our Dixie vodka might be up for debate, we can all agree there's nothing better than a southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in southern soil, are crafted by southern hands, and proudly represent the south in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern Vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the South. Hey, folks, want to tell you about our friends at Titan Construction Group really quick. They're a mid-Atlantic-based general contractor, specializes in retail, restaurant, and office construction. TCG strives to separate itself from other general contractors by adding value every step of the process. From project budgeting to estimation, value engineering to construction, they focus on those relationships and not the transaction. Titan builds partnerships one project at a time. Among their clients are Starbucks, Crumble Cookie, uh, Blake Pizza, Home Goods, 15 plus years experience based in Midlothian, Virginia, and contracted in Virginia, West Virginia, North Carolina, and South Carolina. So get on their website, Titan cginc.com that's titancginc.com get in touch with brad if you're in need of a general contractor that focuses on going above and beyond for their clients that's titan construction group a proud sponsor of the jc and morgan podcast south carolinians this message is for you as well as for people in georgia florida and tennessee If you think you may need work done to your roof or a new roof altogether, there's one simple name to remember, Elite Roofing and Restoration. South Carolina native Jeremy Johnson has been helping people in the South make sure they have the very best people checking on and building new roofs for over 25 years. Fully licensed, bonded, and insured. They provide the best service possible. Call or email today, 678-781-1998. That's 678-781-1998. Or you can go to EliteRoofing.com. GA.com. Schedule a no-hassle free inspection today. Wind damage, hail damage, or just wear and tear. Don't settle for second best. Let Jeremy Johnson and Elite Roofing and Restoration take care of it all for you today. All right, well, that was that was smooth and then abrupt, but I like it nonetheless as the imaging continues here on J.C. and Morgan. J.C. Sherbert at 24-7 Sports. I am Mike Morgan. Mad Dog Phil Molinax, keeping us technically sound. Steward of the Alabama Sports Network will join us momentarily. Uh, you know, J.C., when I look at what's going on right now in the landscape of of college football. I got to say this as crazy as it is, it is fun to talk about more than ever in the off season. Like I, I get it. There's a lot of things that are driving coaches crazy and, and fans crazy, but there's never been a more exciting time to talk about this sport 12 months out of the year. It's one thing after another. 
I mean, you just don't, and, and you know, just even something as small, like in the South Carolina market, Pete Limbo, who, by the way, is a great coach and a great special teams coach, got the Buffalo job. That didn't register on anybody's radar. But I'll say this. I've noticed Pete won at Ball State. Pete won at Elon. That's a more with less guy. That Buffalo job has sent some guys on to the, to, you know, the, the bigger levels. Sure has. Um, and so uh, congrats to him. And, you know, something like that we're not even thinking about. Next thing you know, Nebraska will have an opening. <laughs> and and, and you, they'll hire a guy named Pete Limbo, and we're like, oh, remember that day he went to Buffalo, you know? Um, crazy, you know? And, and it's just like little, even little things like that just pop up. Um, the Ohio State thing to me, though, is, is Nick Saban retiring is such a powerful – I mean, we're, we're sitting there a week and a half later and still – He's <laughs> talking about it. I'm sorry. I'm Bless allergic you. to excellence. That's why I said uh, <laughs> I said Nick Saban's name. And, uh, but anyway, uh, you know it. it you know, I, it's such, such a shaking thing. We're still talking about it. But you know that Ohio State thing. You know, we probably need to talk about. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. like, wow. You know, that's a uh, that's very. They're very quietly making some making some some really shrewd moves. And then you know you, you got the situation at Michigan that's lingering. I mean, you got a bunch of stuff going on. I mean, yeah. and it's uh, and the pros now, and I think like like you know, some coaches have said, I think more college coaches are going to take that leap to the NFL if they can and have the opportunity. Whereas you used to, you know, you used to either kind of be a college coach or a pro guy. You know, you'd go back and forth maybe a little bit, but you look at somebody's resume. All right, he's got seventeen of his twenty coaching years in the NFL, or he's got seventeen of his twenty coaching years in college. Now I think you're going to see more folks take that jump and just try it out at the next level because of the the crazy work calendar you have at the college level and everything that has nothing to do with football that goes into it. Well, it used to be you'd have to weigh money versus stability if you went for the NFL job because it was always going to be more money, but it was always going to be less stable. That's changed. Now, in the case of elite colleges – it's not always more money, and it certainly isn't more stability in college. Like, we're firing college coaches the way we fire NFL coaches. Like, there's a term with the NFL schedule. It's Black Monday, right? The Monday after the final regular season game, you can normally expect anywhere between 7 to 10. There are only 32 NFL teams. 7 to 10 NFL teams fire their coach two years one year three years four years on the job doesn't matter um and now even like a sacred cow like bill belichick I mean, you can't convince me bill wanted out of new england bill was pushed out uh so there, there's nobody safe there was mike tomlin conversation of him getting pushed out of pittsburgh uh and he's been a consistent winner in the regular season but the you know they're saying well when's the last time he's done anything in the post and we haven't been to a conference championship game in a decade that's just the way the nfl thinks right and and we shake our head and go that's unfair but now jc that's that's where we are in college the steelers as you like to point out mike they don't have another quarterback i mean right you don't have one since big ben they have not had since big ben and then you're done let let mike tomlin go someplace else and they'll win a couple more Super Bowls. That dude, that dude's a great coach and yeah. they're not very talented. I mean, I watched them play Buffalo. I mean, they get behind in the frozen in that frozen afternoon. I mean, they could have just given up. 
they fought hard and came back with freaking Mason Rudolph at quarterback. I mean, Former Oklahoma State star Rock Hill, from Rock Hill, Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah, product yeah, played. I played against Clowney in high school. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, but it, it's so weird. But see, now it's so connected that. You know, I was listening to a coach's press conference the other day, and he was like, well, you know, I'd like to say everything's over, but the NFL, he's like, man, we were getting calls in March about members of our staff last year because some NFL jobs, some some franchise wanted to talk to him because, you know, they go and get their coach, but then they're worried about the draft and combine and all this stuff. They're not, it's not the sense of urgency that you have in, um, in college where, uh, where you know you, you got to get your coordinators in place and all that because they ever you know you got recruiting and, and all that good stuff to go so uh yeah so we, we could have a, a bunch of activity here for quite some time then spring practice is going to start then the portal is going to open again then we'll have the summer of guests like we always yep. do Maybe oh yeah we'll pick running backs this year we have like herschel walker on and and uh, bo jackson and well i'll tell you a like running that. backs coach that we'll have on and i was going to have him on before but he's been in the news lately and this is again going to the absolute turbulent nature of college football Derek nix might not be a household name to many of you but Derek nix is a big reason for ole miss's success over the years mm-hmm. uh, and he has survived multiple college coaching changes in oxford and there was a rumor a year ago that he was going to leave for auburn and join Hugh Freeze as the offensive coordinator, and it didn't happen. Uh, full disclosure, I, I know Derek and his and his family fairly well. Well, Derek finally did make the move this year, uh, and and Hugh Freeze basically poached one of their top recruiters for Lane Kiffin for a long for years. And he's going to Auburn now, and and so we're not just poaching players in the portal; we're poaching coaches. That's just where we are. That's that's that is the turbulent nature of college football. Uh, he is not he is not a guy that, uh, that that was unhappy necessarily or wanted out, but you know there's just better offers coming down the pike. That's just that's the way that the sport is being run. Um, we have true free agency. Let's not call it anything else than what it is. It's free agency. It's free, and and everybody's a free agent after every season because there are no contracts in college football. So that's the difference. In the NFL, you know who's actually able to to leave and who you might lose after you sign them to a four-year deal. At least you know you got them for four years. None of that exists in college football. Everybody is a free agent all the time. That's where we are. That's why it's driving coaches mad, JC. And to your point, that's why a lot of coaches are like, see ya. And I'll say this again about Nick Saban. Uh, you, you don't want to go out on a, on a note, on a sour note. So you don't want to say, I'm leaving because of free uh, – of, <laughs> of the portal and NIL, but make no mistake about it. That's why he finally decided I'm gone because the program was still winning like 12 games a year, still participating in playoffs. He was still recruiting. Well, he was still scheming. Well, the game didn't pass him by players still love him. It's not like, well, you can't relate to him anymore. He's too old. None of that was true. It's the current landscape of the way the sport is operated. That was the final straw. And I and think I, to I your think point the, that won't, he won't be the last. The energy to keep up with that too. You know, I think he's telling the truth about it, the energy. You know, if he was younger, you know, because it's just the, the new stuff's just a it's like a whole other job. <laughs> you know? Right. So we'll see. So I think we have Chris now. Do we? We have him indeed. Is he going to pop up in the little window? I believe so. Oh, there he is. Oh, look at that. He isn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> about it, guys. What, what do you do? Is that a school you're in front of? No, I'm in front of a uh, physical therapy spot. My son, my seventh grader, is uh, inside getting a, getting a little therapy after a, an injury from seventh grade basketball. So, I, guys, I completely lost track of time. Please forgive me for being that- late. Well, no, that's fine. That's fine. I, I, and then I wondered, because you and I go back a ways, and we'd been in, yeah, on each other's do. radio shows, and I was like, I forgot to tell him that we we do this on Zoom. So I wasn't sure if I made that uh, not clear or not. But yeah. uh, anyway, it's it's great to have you on. And I mentioned before, you and I go back, I was talking about this on another show the other day, to the year 2000, yeah. when we were... Me, you, and Jeff Dantzler of Georgia were the youngest three announcers in the SEC. No, no, no. David Crane had us beat. David's a year younger than me, so maybe, maybe he has you beat. But I know he's got. No, me beat. I, I'm still. Uh, you got a couple years on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stake my flag on this. I think I'm still a year younger than David. But David was, uh, not to take away anything from David. David does a great job. Still at UAB, right? Correct. I mean, yeah, long time now. Right. But I mean, I, I'm talking not just baseball, but we were the youngest. But also uh, basketball, right? Right? You know, yeah, you, absolutely. You you've done men's basketball at Alabama since what? Oh three? No, oh two. Oh yeah, two. Okay. My twenty. It's my twenty second year doing that. Good for you, man. You Crazy. and you've seen a lot during that time, going back to the Gottfried era. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, of course, Mark Jeff turned does, sixty this weekend. By the way, which really hit. Which hit me between the eyes. I know, right? Considering I covered him, or not covered him, but I saw him play uh, in college as well. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, He just gave me a Facebook request. I was flattered. I didn't know that Mark really even knew who the hell I was. Um, But anyway, I I, I say all that to, for those that don't know Chris's work, and I know a lot of you do, if you're an Alabama fan, you on, on. without question do for the rest of you that tune in this is a national show uh chris has been covering alabama football basketball and baseball for uh over 25 years right i'm I'm not trying to age you but no it's it's true it's it's uh it's 25 plus now i guess on football and uh uh, some cable stuff on baseball and and, uh, basketball as well so yeah Yeah. it's, it's been a while the old CSS era. We 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 will do a whole <laughs> show. So, <laughs> we got to do a CSS. Hey, reunion. I go before that. ACN, the Alabama Cable Network. Man, oh, was, uh, way back, the forerunner to CSS. Wow, were you guys so. using like old Soviet equipment to get that thing on the air? Uh, Sputnik spare <laughs> parts are what we used to get that. That's fantastic. Get, that's a heck of a pull right there. By the way, no, yeah, it uh, it it goes way back. I was thinking of some stuff the other day. I covered. Uh, here's here's one for you. You ready for this? Yeah. I was, I was. This may have been before I was doing the cable broadcast. This is how far back I was working for a paper called the Over the Mountain Journal, and took a picture as sports editor of our all Over the Mountain team, which featured Homewood High School's Cole Kublik. Wow. I also did on television, so it would have been about the same time. The first ever start for a ninth grade quarterback on varsity at Pelham High School, Tyler Watts. Tyler Watts. And I did the state championship game years later with a sophomore named John Parker Wilson. Again, yeah. all high school broadcasts. So, and even worse, 
Yes, I call the high school basketball games of the American Idol Taylor Hicks. That's how nice. old I am. That's how That's old you how old are. I am. You, yep. you mentioned Watts. I remember doing uh, back when it was CSS for TV. We would do the the well, we do the pay per view. Believe it or not, people used to have to pay money sometimes for SEC football games. That's right. And then the non con games we would do uh, for the replays, so your fans would get to see kind of a more sure. Uh, dare I say, informed broadcast because you'd have the announcer from each team. So I worked with David Crane on that game at South Carolina. Yeah. It was 37-36 was the final score. It's one of the more exciting games that I got a chance to do. That was, I guess, the Mike Shula era, right? Francione. So. Fran- no, nah, it's Fran. Fran he ran oh, that option. was Fran? Okay. He ran, they ran the option the whole day. That's right. And tr- they couldn't stop it, and Holtz, Holtz told Skip to open up the offense, and Phil Petty threw it all – over them and all over the place, and, and then uh, last minute hit a tight end drag in the back of the end. I was at that game, so no. there you go. <laughs> that's that's all I'm remembering Fill, that one. Filling in the but gaps, that was, uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, that, was, that was that was one of Fran's years there. Well, let's let's go in the time machine and go back to the present here, Chris. Uh, yeah. Twenty five or so years later, and and what has just has happened? All right, I'm going to put you on the spot with the very first question. Then we'll get to Cut. the easy ones. Then we'll get to all the right. fluffy ones. We all know, and, and by the way, I voted Kalen DeBoer College Football Coach of the Year before Nick Saban ever retired, so I'm a Kalen DeBoer guy. But we all know two years ago, Kalen DeBoer would never have been considered for a job like this because he was still kind of building up his resume and, and putting his stamp on the sport. Paid right. his dues, I love the story, et cetera, et cetera. So if Nick Saban had retired in 2020. Two instead of 2024, who do you think Alabama would have lured to Tuscaloosa? Ooh, man, that's a great question. I told you, I'm coming off the top rope with the first question. Yeah. I even set off a car alarm with that question. It was so you hot. Did. And, and the guy's sitting in his own freaking car. I don't know Come why on, buddy. turn that off. <laughs> Got to be an Auburn fan. Oh, uh, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Oh. Uh, no. Good Lord, I apologize. But again, the man's literally sitting in his sitting in his car, car with the alarm and going can't off. Turn it off. Either that, or I'm witnessing a car theft, and uh, I'm just not being a good citizen and helping. No. Yeah, report that man quickly. My my apologies. That's um, all right. 2022. Man, I don't know. Uh, I really have no clue. I didn't see this one coming from from Greg Byrne, but you know, they call him the ninja for a reason. He's uh, he knows how to go out and, and pretty stealthily find the guy that he wants, identifies him. And, and look, he, he said that he, he consulted with coach Saban. I have no reason to believe that he wouldn't have, or, or that he didn't, but I think he, he engineered, engineered this search himself. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, I just don't know. I, I'm guessing you've got a, a name in mind or you, well, you probably I, wouldn't have gone that way. And it, I don't, I don't mean that in a negative way at all. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I've said this for years on this show and others. Um, going back to when it was peak Dabo, that was obviously the rumor. And yes, he's an alum, but yeah. I never thought that was going to. I never thought that was going to come into play. And obviously, it did not. I don't think that even gained any traction this time. The more recent, the more recent name has been Lane Kiffin. And just yeah. knowing what I know about his time in Tuscaloosa, and knowing what I know about how much he loves Oxford, and knowing that. Eight wins in Oxford ain't that bad, and the fans are okay right. with that. Lose a game in Tuscaloosa, and it's the end of the world. So I, 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 I eliminated those two names over the years. 
And then I started thinking, you know, Dan Lanning certainly was a name I was uh, thinking they would go after. And the truth is, Chris, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, we're never going to know who else got a phone call, right? Yeah. I mean, we if, if anybody did get a if phone anybody call, did, anybody right, else, right, right. Uh, but I mean, if you're doing your due diligence as an AD, and Greg's a sharp guy, like even if DeBoer is your number one choice all along, that's not the only person you send out no. feelers to. Right. I mean, that's the way these things typically go. Uh, Look, I I don't know because I haven't talked with him one on one about this yet. It's it's been a whirlwind. Uh, I saw him actually the night before Coach Saban made his uh, his decision and his announcement to the team. Uh, And I don't think Greg knew. I don't know that he did. We were talking about some other things briefly. But um, he gave no indication then. That's just the way he, again, he wouldn't have told me anyway. But the only time I saw him since was at the press conference itself. So we've had no time to to discuss all of this. I do know a little bit about how things worked on the basketball search that, that resulted in Nate Oates mm-hmm. being there. And you're right, he had another candidate. Uh, I won't mention the name, but it is very, very familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was going to meet with him, and when he finished the interview, uh, the meeting that he and then Jeff Purinton, who's now the athletic director of Arkansas State, but he was senior associate at Alabama at the time, they went and met with Nate Oates, and they both felt like that it was – I mean, all three of them felt like it was a match. Jeff right. and, and Nate from the Bama side. Nate wanted the Bama job. Uh, they all slept on it and decided to meet the next day. And this this other candidate, they had a meeting scheduled with that day. And Nate and Jeff looked at each other and said, I don't really think we need to talk to anybody else, do And he said, no, this is our guy. And they locked him in. Right. Uh, and I will simply say that – that coach they were going to meet with wound up at another school within their region of the country and, uh, you know, has done well, but it's, they got the right guy. And uh, look, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, I really like everything I have seen and heard uh, about him. Uh, I I spent 30 seconds with the man. That's it. One-on-one that that's all I've spent talking to him. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that, that we've we've been able to develop a relationship. He would know me as my father would have said from Adam's house cat if I walked up right now. But um, you know, I'm I was really impressed. But also, some colleagues of ours, Mark, uh, excuse me, Mike is the I, I know the, same guy. He's still the in the car. Guy, he's got jumper cables. The battery doesn't work, but God love him. The dadgum horn does. Uh, so. Anyway, on, this I'll is be, entertaining. I don't uh, don't don't be distracted by this, Chris. This is actually entertaining to to see as, you, as you know, go through this. As you know, there's not a lot that rattles me, but all these over no. here ticking me. You're off. unflappable. It's, You're going to get no, through this. No, I've been flapped. I promise you that. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, what was the question again? Well, you were talking you about the board. You were talking about knowing him yet. Yeah, right. but I know a lot of guys that you and I know well. Uh, reached out to me and said, you're going to love this guy. Yeah. There were, they, they've dealt with him. They're impressed with him. They, they know 
who he was. I'll tell you something that I do like, and you referenced this two years ago, didn't know who he was. Uh, I'm not so sure that six months ago I would have known who the guy was mm-hmm. or six weeks ago, I would have known who he was, even though he had great success at Washington. The, the thing is though, uh, there are a lot of people, Mike, that, that will look at the NAIA championships and won't find that overly impressive. It's a, I, I called two of them. I called a baseball and a basketball national championship for Birmingham Southern in the right. NAIA. At the highest level of that organization, the teams that are there, the coaches that are there, are, in my opinion, as good or better than more than two-thirds of what you face in NCAA Division One. Mm-hmm. There are programs that run themselves at the highest level, uh, and their teams can compete with almost anybody. You know, maybe outside the top 20 of Division One, they couldn't compete with, but you know what? In football, especially, most teams outside the top 20, 25 of NCAA Division One can't compete with those teams either. Not in the top 10. So, to your point? Uh, yeah, those are I, really good coaches. Somebody got on my nerves. I'm not going to say who because we both, everybody on this uh, set here knows who he is, but was saying, yeah, none of that matters. Uh, I mean, nobody cares what he did at, at NAIA. And my point was that that's an ignorant statement because. No question. Because no you're question. dealing with equal – nobody has a huge advantage at that level. My right. Jimmys and Joes are the same as your Jimmys and Joes. That's right. My weight room is the same as your weight room. And That's therefore, right. if I'm going to win a bunch of championships, I'm beating your rear end with the yeah. same level of talent. So absolutely right. it matters. The guy can yeah. flat-out coach. That That's not the question. You know, The question becomes – Can you that recruit ju- at that level? Oh yeah, yeah, and, and I'm that. not even You're worried right. about recruiting. I, I think I think that the general the general concern from some of Bama Nation and and you know uh, it's a very adamant fan base, and when you lose the best that's ever done it, there's going to be a little panic that sets in. There's going to sure. be a little bit of no matter who we bring in, it's not going to be good enough. But the job itself can swallow people whole. No See, doubt. Nick was Nick already went through that with the Dolphins in the NFL. He already took the bullets. He already had the thick skin. Nothing can prepare you for a, a job like Alabama following Nick Saban. Nick followed, you know, not to Mike be Shula. critical, Mike Shula. He, he followed DeBose. I mean, th- this is a different deal. Uh, and so that's going to be, to me, Chris, and I want to get your thoughts on it, the biggest challenge – is just you're going to have to have the thickest skin imaginable uh, and not be overwhelmed by the jo- – not the 60 minutes on the field every Saturday, but yeah. everything on the periphery. Mike, I agree. And, and, guys, that's the impression that I get is that he's not afraid of Nick Saban and his legacy. He embraces it. It's why he took the job. Mm-hmm. Let, let's, let's understand something. He left a great job. Right. University of Washington's a really good job. Don James, what a national title at Washington. There have been pockets where Washington football is as good as anybody in the country. They're about to be in the Big Ten. It's going to be a tough deal going cross-country. I get that. But on the field, Washington will be able to compete. They got the right When they've got the right guy there, you win at Washington at the highest level. He was playing a week longer than we were at Alabama. Beat a mm. Texas team that we didn't beat. Um, the guy can coach. So he's proven that in, an, in a short amount of time. So 
you know, can he recruit in the Southeast? He's, he's hired coaches that I think can. I think it's become such a national sport and recruiting has become national that that's going to be fine for him. But I think he also has kind of a down-to-earth approach that high school coaches in the state of Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, Georgia, areas that you all have to recruit as well as Florida are going to understand him and respect him and he's going to have an appreciation and a level of respect for them that's going to allow him to get into those schools and do what you have to do in, at Alabama to have your core and your base year after year. And I'm not concerned. Uh, I think the guy's going to do it well. He's embraced, as I said, following Coach Saban. He's already made it clear. He, you know, he said it in the press conference. He goes, because Coach, I've seen, I've seen the pictures of the office. He's got an office in the stadium at Bryant Denny. Um, he's going to have, uh, he's going to have a space there as long as he wants it. Visibility there as long as he wants it. And Kalen DeBoer has said, I need one thing from you every day. You can give me as many as you want, but I need you to give me one thing every day where we can get better. And I think he genuinely means that. I don't think it was lip service. I think he wants input. And knowing Nick Saban, I believe he's going to give that to him without infringing on the fact that it's Kalen DeBoer's program. I think he'll be that consultant for him because I think he loves doing that, having input. Not because he wants to have input. I just think he loves football. And I think he loves Alabama now after spending 17 years there. And he wants to help the guy as long as the guy wants help. One thing we've learned from Hall of Fame coaches, even ones that are good at golf, uh, like Nick is, like Steve Spurrier was, even even people who love golf get bored of golf. Like you got to have something yeah, else that motivates absolutely. you. And the car dealerships, that's something, you know, uh, moving a few sure. Ferrari units, that's a that's a good deal. But he'll be at game day. I'll be shocked if he's not at game day. I oh think he'll yeah, be there next year. Nobody's nobody's told me that. I just look. We I think we all know that he's going to be great at that. Yeah, and that's going to be a great fit, and he'll enjoy the interaction with coaches. Uh, yes. And I think it's going to be a fantastic, you know, you talk about following legends, people following him. He's a guy that's not going to be afraid to follow, you know, Lee Corso and his popularity. He'll be different. He ain't put no headgear on, I'll tell you that. But, <laughs> but he'll make his picks, you know, I think, and, and he will be different, but he'll be great. Yeah. And everybody will want to hear what he says on Saturday, Absolutely. too. That's right. Right. It'll, it'll be funny because you, you, you don't. You've now have, you'll now have Nick Saban on one and Urban Meyer on the other. Um, yeah. Speaking of DeBoer, you know, and, and, and Chris, I kind of, I, I couldn't really think of what to compare this to because I, most of the time when you follow a legend, they, they get the guy that has connections or, you know, Alabama's done that a couple times with Mike DeBose and Ray Perkins, um, or they'll get, you know, some guy to school close, like Les Miles. Rarely do they go across the country and get a guy that's yeah. only coached at this level for four years. Um, right. And two was at Fresno. Um the only thing I could compare it to is Dennis Erickson taking over for Jimmy Johnson at Miami. He had only yep. been at Washington State for a couple of years, cut his teeth at Idaho and Wyoming, and he went there and won big. Like yep, one, they went sixty three and nine. I mean, he definitely kept it rolling. Um, and, and so I, I think you know, don't you kind of feel like this is just not really like like even even this year what you would have, the, the type of hire you would expected Greg Byrne to, to to make, and also. Let's say Bama doesn't recruit the number one class in the country every single year. 
Don't you think in today's portal era where you got roster transition that the teams with the best coaches now, the game day coaches like DeBoer, like the winners, the guys that can out coach you and take yours and beat you and take take his and beat you. Don't you think those guys are really more suited to come out on top than maybe just like an Uber recruiter, like a Dabo Swinney? I think, I think being at some of these programs we talked about, uh, like Mike and I were talking about with the NAI programs, the fact that those guys know how to adjust from year to year because you did that a lot in the NAI. Uh, I think that does help. Now, you look, you've got to be able to recruit. you still got to be able to develop players because I think that's going to be your core and your base, especially uh, somewhere like Alabama. But you better be able to go out and get whatever the game is, you better be able to play it. You know, here are the rules. That's what Saban did for so long. He, he asked the question, literally asked the question, whether it was hurry up, no huddle, whether it was the RPOs, where it, whether it was the uh, uh, the portal and all of this. He literally would ask the question, is this what we want college football to be? And then when the answer came back, yes, he went, all right, hold my beer. And <laughs> just did it better than everybody, as well as or better than everybody else. And I think that's what, you know, Kalen DeBoer is probably going to have a very good chance to do in Alabama, and I think he's going to be just fine. Chris, we'll let you out on this. Uh, for those, again, that don't know, um, you've been with the, the radio coverage and TV for Alabama for, for so long. Uh, Eli Gold is the voice. You've gotten a chance to fill in and do and did admirably well, I might add. Uh, I know what that's like, uh, you know, chomping at the bit to do uh, football in, in, in a role like that. Let's just say you and I were kindred spirits when I was back doing radio in the SEC. Um, but you were around Nick Saban on so much of the shoulder programming that goes on. So even when you weren't calling Alabama games, uh, you were around him. You did many of the key interviews during all the national titles and everything else. Maybe a story that uh, you can leave us with that, that sticks out in your mind of some of the correspondence and interaction that you had with the GOAT. Yeah, I, I've done this television show for, uh, gosh, I think I did 12, the last 12 years, all but one season when I had some health problems and had to miss a year uh, four years ago. But I, otherwise, I was I did the TV show for more than a decade. And, uh, yeah, this past year I did the play-by-play for all the road games minus the Iron Bowl and did the postseason games and, and really honored that I got a chance to call the – the last SEC championship and mm. the last um, deal. But I'll, I'll tell you one, again, there's a thousand, but the one one that every time I've been asked the same question, I've gone to whatever pops in my head first. And the one that pops in my head first was the year that he lost in the regular season to LSU. You remember that game of the century? We yes. didn't have NFL games at that point that year. And so college football was even bigger than it normally is. And so we had the the game of the – not football, I'm sorry, it was baseball maybe that didn't have the playoffs. So we had the game of the century, um, and it turned out to be the game that didn't matter because Alabama got the, the opportunity to play LSU again, and they beat them in the national championship 20 to nothing, I think. The first LSU one was 9 to 6, right? first the, one was 9 to 6. Yeah. And I was in the locker room after that game. And, you know, everybody talks about the blow-ups with Nick Saban. But 
those were so few. Now they're all memorable. Uh, and again, if there if there are eruptions, his were always Mount Vesuvius. I mean, it was just you never forget them when they happen. But this was one of the few occasions after a loss that I ever witnessed. But this one was, I think, very typical for those of us that were privileged to be around it. Everybody's down. Everybody's so low. It's like the season's over. And he told them, he said, guys, I just want you to understand. He said, this is, um, I know how disappointed you are. I'm so proud of you. You played so hard. It was a great effort. But you, uh, you need to understand, he goes, they got some tough games ahead, and there are some other scenarios that can happen where the uh, this team can still this team can still get where you want to be. We can still get to uh, the championship. You know, some dominoes are going to have to fall, but you know there are some tough ones ahead, and we got to go to work tomorrow, and we've got to get ready because you're going to get another opportunity. And when that opportunity comes, we got to be ready. And man, if if the dominoes didn't fall just right, just the way he said, and Alabama got their their chance, and they were ready when that chance came and took advantage. And that was just again, and the disappointment of that moment to to see them respond the way they did was was amazing. And, and it seemed. Uh, I was just going to say, it seems like that was a trend throughout Nick's time. You know, sure. every time you lost a game, sky is falling, sky is falling, boom, win the SEC championship. Right. right. How many times did guys write that his career was over, that he was done? I mean, they wrote it after each of the Ole Miss losses, and he turned around to you freeze, and he turned around and won the championship both seasons. Right. You know, there's just, uh, you know, he the guy went out on top. You know, he, he, he had the lead with four minutes to go in the national semifinal. And truth is, probably beats Washington just like Michigan did if they win that ball game. So he's uh, the guy's amazing. I'm glad he got to go out at the top of his game. Still, in fact, it may have been his best coaching job this year, to to be quite honest. But um, I'm glad he's getting to enjoy an opportunity to enjoy retirement. And he and Terry have earned it, and there's no way Alabama could ever repay what he did to to rebuild the confidence and belief that Alabama can be great once again. And he's left it in the condition where it can continue to be among the elite in college that, football. That's the beauty of it, Chris, because I talk so often, you know, when you hire a legend, and I don't know if you would have called him a legend when he got the Bama job, but he was obviously very good and very yeah. uh, coveted. Already typic- had a title. Already had a title, right. And, and typically when you hire a legend, it, it rarely ends well. Like you have yeah. a good run with a legendary coach, but then he leaves a little bit of a mess behind for the next guy. Right. It's happened across the country at a number of jobs. Nick Saban is leaving the keys to a Ferrari that's got like 100 miles on it. It's got, you know, souped up with all the bells and whistles. So that that should be noted in his... Uh, you know, overall biography of what he's been able to do. It's, it's how not just what he did at Bama, but how he's leaving Bama. People yeah, forget how me, medi- LSU, medi- LSU was mediocre for 20 years before right. he yeah. got there. And, and he and, left it in such good shape, Les Miles couldn't screw it up. For that's a right. And, and, and Orgeron ended up winning a national title there. Uh, well, I mean, LSU's of, a great program. Don't get me wrong. It is. It is but but I'm, we've, we found out Les Miles is pretty much an idiot in uh, – <laughs> 
at and the end so of the it, day, it took him a while to screw it up. Right. right. I mean, yeah, that's uh, people, you know, whenever anybody ever talked to me about saving retirement, I always said, I was like, look, it's like the guy that you get a car from, the wheels are bald, tires are bald, and these oil chains, the, the upholstery sucks. Yep. Like his car, he's got the mileage tracked. It's clean, new tires, yep. oils changed religiously. It runs like a dream. Don't wreck uh, it. Yeah, don't wreck it. Don't, don't mess wreck it. Up. it. So, yeah, and, yeah, and, that's, uh, and that's now the beauty don't, of him. Don't wreck it is in the form of go out there and win six more national championships, Kalen DeBoer. That's a, the, even if you are a really good driver, that's that's a tough thing to do for sure. Just three in six years. We'll worry about the other three later. Okay, just, yeah, that just seems fair. Six years. Yeah, three in six years. No pressure. No no biggie. Uh, Chris, really appreciate you taking out Same the time. Here, good to talk uh, to you. It's, it's, it's good to uh, – you and I have been cohorts for so long. I consider you a friend. I'm so happy you had a chance to fill in on uh, some games and, and the, the future obviously bright with you on Bama Radio. And uh, on top of everything else – if you didn't win enough awards, the fact that you did this segment with an Auburn fan clearly trying to sabotage it with a car alarm in the parking lot behind you speaks volumes about your overall professionalism and just stick to it in this. That's, uh, you know, it's a new year. We're, we're trying to be kinder, gentler here, and I feel <laughs> sorry for the dude because it's, for Alabama, it's pretty cold right now, but and he's sitting over there trying to get that thing started, but hopefully AAA will help him out. I just want the I just want the buzzer to quit going off on him. Yeah, guys, y'all be good. Thanks for having me. I really do appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks bud. Chris. Sorry I was late. You guys. No problem. It. We'll see no you down problem, the road bro. at a basketball arena soon. You got it. All right. Thank you. Chris Stewart of Alabama uh, Sports Radio does a great job and uh, really appreciate him lending some perspective. Quick timeout here. We got the JC5 on the other side. Look out, everybody. More JC and Morgan coming up. Listen up. This is for construction professionals, contractors, facility managers, or do-it-yourself homeowners. SitePro Rentals is ready to equip your upcoming project. We rent construction equipment for any size job. Boom and scissor lifts, telehandlers, skid steers, excavators, air compressors, generators, even small tools and equipment. SitePro has you covered. If you are ready for better equipment rental, call SitePro and rent from the local, friendly, Easy to do business with equipment professionals. Call 972 Rent Now. That's 972 736 8669 to rent the newest equipment in the Atlanta market. Call 972 Rent Now or visit SiteProRentals.com. Down here in the South, we don't always see eye to eye. While our taste in college football teams or what sauce, if any, goes best on a rack of ribs, or what to mix with our Dixie vodka might be up for debate. We can all agree there's nothing better than a Southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in Southern soil, are crafted by Southern hands, and proudly represent the South in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the South. South Carolinians, this message is for you, as well as for people in Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee. 
If you think you may need work done to your roof or a new roof altogether, there's one simple name to remember, Elite Roofing and Restoration. South Carolina native Jeremy Johnson has been helping people in the South make sure they have the very best people checking on and building new roofs for over 25 years. Fully licensed, bonded, and insured. They provide the best service possible. Call or email today, 678-781-1998. That's 678-781-1998. Or you can go to EliteRoofingGA.com. Schedule a no-hassle free inspection today. Wind damage, hail damage, or just wear and tear. Don't settle for second best. Let Jeremy Johnson and Elite Roofing and Restoration take care of it all for you today. Hey, this is Mike Morgan, and like many of you, I love staying active. It makes me feel better. It helps me enjoy a better life. But whether you're a world-class athlete or someone just keeping the dream alive like me, you'll want to make sure you have someone who can handle the injuries that are going to arise. That's where the world-renowned Dr. Michael Hatrack of Synergy Sports Wellness and Synergy Release Sports come into play. He's been my guy for nearly a decade, and he has served thousands of people, including over 400 NFL players, over a career that spans 47 years. Yeah, he's that good. And his staff's personalized biomechanical treatments and therapies can handle it all. Back pain, knee pain, shoulder pain. We all know the injuries, but few know the solutions the way Dr. Hatrack and his terrifically trained staff do. I've seen others. No one delivers the results the way they do. That's why people from all over the country come to Synergy's two Georgia locations, Buckhead and Alpharetta. Dr. Hatrack has trained a team of chiropractors in his proprietary technique that has been proven to yield life-changing outcomes from professional athletes to the Joe Schmoes of the world like, well, me. Check out the website to set up an appointment today, SynergyReleaseSports.com. That's Synergy with an S, ReleaseSports.com. You can also find a link for them on our website, JCandMorgan.com. Let the incredible staff at Synergy take care of you so you can reach your wellness goals. Back with you for the it's final segment of JC and Morgan. Topics in the sport. We bring the JC five. We will do that in just a second, Mister Producer. Uh, I do want to remind everybody: Site Pro Rentals. When renting equipment, important to have local, easy to do business with friends in the industry who carry only the newest equipment and create efficiency for you and protect your job site. The team at Site Pro can do just that. With reliability, service. And transparent pricing matter. You need to use Site Pro Rentals. Give them a phone call today, 972 Rent Now, 972 736 8669 for better equipment rentals. Give Site Pro a chance today. Proud sponsor here on JC and Morgan, as well as Elite Roofing and Restoration. Our thanks again to. Uh, Chris Stewart of the Alabama Sports Network. And as we continue to roll on, by the way, some of the questions in chat row, we'll try to get to those uh, in the final few minutes of the program today. Like I said, we're going no huddle today. Tempo, they're tempo, all, tempo. They're all get Gamecock and basketball related, Mike. We can get to those in the next show. <laughs> well, there's one on Caitlin Clark, the Clark incident. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk about that. Yeah, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Let's go with the JC5, the morale of a great nation as always. Number Depends one. Depends heavily. It's on time. Five. So, number one, right? I've been um, 
harping on this the whole day. And so uh, may as well get back to it. Ohio State, man, they are winning the offseason. Uh, and I just read their speculation, and, th- and I'll say this is speculation because nine times out of ten when a number for NIL gets public, it's not even close. Like it's way on the lower end. But they're speculating they spent $13 million NIL-wise this offseason. I don't know about all that, but uh, Quinn Shud Judkins, everybody thought he was going home to Auburn, Alabama. Nope, he's going to Ohio State. Caleb Downs, everybody penciled him in for Georgia. Nope, Ohio State. Julian Sayan leaves Alabama. Oh, Ohio State. Uh, he hires Bill O'Brien. Ryan Day, somebody called and asked him if he was playing. He said, hell no. Let, let me ask you this. If that $13 million number is even remotely uh, accurate, what, what is a good number for an SEC program and NIL money? What, what's your quote-unquote salary cap? For your entire roster, it should take no more than eight to nine. And that's that's if you have a lot of guys that are all-stars that maybe are, you know, guys that could get drafted sixth, seventh, fifth, sixth, seventh round, you know, as juniors and you want them to come back. Or you have a quarterback that is kind of teetering and want to come, want to come back. You know, that's not – 13 is, is very high. I mean, I, I think 13, you could do a whole athletic department for that. Um, and I, I'd, I would be surprised if it's that. Now, do I think they're, they've got a good NIL situation at Ohio State? Absolutely. Which is why when they had uh, their former athletic director, Gene, what's his name, Smith, uh, sitting up there testifying before Congress about the evils of NIL, I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, this is the worst – possible person you could have you know from the worst possible school i was like not not because they're doing anything wrong or illegal it's just because they've got the cheddar up there and they have since this started so uh besides all that i think they added some hella good pieces and you know i guess when your rival beats you three years in a row and wins a national championship if you care about winning you and you you got the resources to do it you get up off the mat mike yeah, I, I, I mentioned um, there's a former Ohio State player that uh, I got to work with on some games and now does a lot of serious XM radio, former tight end, and he basically said he got a letter that a, a number of alums received basically saying, hey, guys, it's, it's time to step it up. It was basically, as he put it, his words, not mine, begging for money. And apparently <laughs> Buckeye Nation took out the checkbook and said, okay. Or nowadays nobody writes checks. They, they went to Venmo and they immediately sent out a lot of money to Columbus, Ohio. Uh, look, God bless them. Um, I don't know if that's going to make the difference. Like if Harbaugh stays at Michigan, I know they lost a lot of talent. And McCarthy was the, the latest uh, shoe to drop so to speak, but money alone is not going to – if money alone was going to fix everything, Texas would be sitting on a bunch of national championships in multiple sports the last few years, and they're not. So uh, kudos to them. They've they've made some great uh, moves here, but all that does is put even more pressure on Ryan Day. It's win a national championship or bust. I mean, I truly believe if he doesn't beat Michigan and if they don't play for big prizes – He's long gone, fair or unfair, because now they feel like with all the money they're putting forward in this, they they don't need to win one. They have to win one. Have to win a national championship under Ryan Day. We'll see if it happens. Number two. 
<clears throat> Microphone. JC, your mic is cut off. Mute button. Number See, two I'm, is going to be a beauty. So, so there I we get go. to the point where I'm doing well muting my mic so you don't pick yes. me up uh, rustling papers and then I forget about it. All right, is longevity dead in college coaching? Uh, and, you know, we talked to Shane Beamer last week, or y'all did, on ITG, and he mentioned his dad. His dad got to year six at Virginia Tech and went 2-8-1. and one. It didn't pick up until year seven up there. They stuck with him. He's a Hall of Famer. That absolutely is not going to happen now. But with the pressure and the win-now mentality and everything else, do you see tenures getting shorter and shorter with college coaches? Without a, without, without a doubt. Without a doubt. By the way, the, the most interesting thing Shane Beamer said on ITG uh, a week ago, part of the prominent Chief Sports Network, check it out, was that Saban was on the coaches' conference call the day before he announced his retirement. So to say that he was wrestling with that decision would be an understatement. Mm-hmm. Um, he he tr- He's on the conference call talking like a guy who's ready to coach in 2024, and then less than 24 hours later, he decides, no, I, I, after further review, I'm done. Um, no, I, I, think, I think this is – we're seeing it – we've seen it a lot in basketball. When a Jay Wright leaves Villanova – like I saw – I was watching mm-hmm. a channel surfing, and I saw a Villanova basketball game, and – what was significant about it is that they put the camera on Jay Wright in the stands, right? He, he's not on an island. He's not, he's not drinking pina coladas in Bermuda. Dude still loves basketball, and he's taking his free – and he might have a consultant job with Nova. I don't know. Maybe he's got to do that. But, but he doesn't have to do anything, truth be told. He's got enough money. He's sitting there, and he's, he's watching the game. These people still love basketball. They still love football. They don't love the climate that that we're now in and the lack of guardrails, the, the lack of any type of structure. So, yeah, I think that combined with, as I mentioned at the top when we were talking about the NFL and the similarities, coaches just get fired now more than often and more than ever, quicker than ever. It's it's not a, it used to be you would never see a, a college coach get a job and fired within five years. Then that number became four years. Then that number became three. Now it's two and fewer that we're firing college coaches. So I I, I think without question we're we're it's an end of an era. We're not going to see guys at the same place very long, uh, very often. Number three. We almost may be at the end of the era in terms of athletic directors and presidents and people like that in terms of what types of coaches they target to schools with the most resources that hire coaches this year, Mike. Alabama and Texas A&M. They could pay anybody anything. They both went for guys that were proven winners at lesser situations than they're walking into but that had a track record of doing it. Going back to Mike Elko being a great D coordinator at freaking Wake Forest. I mean, they hired football coaches. Like, these guys, you you could question, are they going to be able to recruit? Are they this, that, the other? Are they dynamic? Whatever the hell that means. These guys can coach the sport. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was was telling Chris today, and I ask you the same thing. With the portal, with the fact that you can lose 25% of your roster at any point, and you don't know who you're going (laughs) to fill those spots with, 
isn't game day coaching going to become more and more important and not less? I like where you're going with this, and I like the answer that I'm going to give because I think it's good for the sport. For years and years, there's been a term used behind the scenes about certain football and basketball hires, ones that might make you scratch your head when you look at their resume or overall acumen in X's and O's. The term that I'm about to use uh, might be a little crass, but this is just the way people talk behind the scenes when they're keeping it real. Recruiting whore. There have been a lot of jobs that the AD and the people in charge have had to make a decision. Do I go with the guy who really knows ball and is a really good developer of talent and, and, and strategy and all the things that go into what we used to think of as coaching? And that gave way in many cases to, yeah, but none of that matters if you can't get the players. It's all about the Jimmys and Joes, not the X's and O's. And so there's been a market for recruiting whores to get jobs. I'm not naming any names, but I know plenty of them out there that don't know what the hell they're doing and are not qualified for the jobs that they got. But for various reasons, they got the job. And one of them was, well, shoot, he might not know much, but he's going to bring in some talent, all right? And then he'll figure it out. Surround him with some good assistant coaches, and he'll figure it out. That's kind of the way a lot of colleges have made hires over the years. Well, guess what? That 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 little uh, kind of <laughs> end around, that's out because because you can have the best of both worlds because recruiting now – First off, the guy who cheats to get players, you don't need to cheat anymore. It's all out in the open. Everybody's buying players. Secondly, the coach that was an honest-to-goodness, just good recruiter, like like a Bobby Bowden would get Mama's home, and he, uh, that was the, the, the book on him. He'd always close Mom. If Bobby Bowden went to visit your five-star son and, and he gave you an in-home visit, he was closing, man. He was he was Glenn Gary Glenn Ross ABC always be closing that's what that's what a Bobby Bowden did. I've had coaches come up and tell to me tell me Mike it, it's no longer about the relationship with mom and dad and because it's all about the money. You you can like really hit it off with mom, but if mom finds out her son can make an extra 100 grand going somewhere else, he's going somewhere else. So I think the day and age of just hiring a guy for the sole purpose of him being a recruiting whore is done because it's still going to come down to money. You don't need that guy. You know That's not a skill anymore. The used car salesman that can slick his way into getting recruiting classes, even though he's not much of a coach, the guys who are good coaches will typically get good jobs, who will typically have a lot of money to spend on NIL and the portal. So, yes, to answer your question, uh, I think it will be more about coach. It's one of the weird positive consequences of this jacked up system that we now live in is that I do think the guy who can flat out coach ball will be more attractive because money will take care of the rest. Yeah. And you think about, you know, even Mark Stoops would fit that bill, a more, a more with less guy. Normally the big time programs don't need a more with less guy. I think now with all this transition, they all, everybody needs a more with less dude uh, to coach their college football program these days. Okay. So, Number four. Uh, Crawford had a thing. Next head coach to win a national championship. Uh, Ryan Day, Dan Lanning, Lane Kiffin, Mike Norvell, Sark, or Brian Kelly? 
This is a great question. You're talking about Brad Crawford at 24-7 Sports. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, encourage those of you who are fans of college football. He's one of the better national guys out there. Yep. Um, he loves – he's good Good with – it's list season for him. He's got to yes. have all these lists. And I like – Got to have a good list. Uh, list. Lists get clicks, and they gave us something to talk about. Um, in the interest of the no-huddle tempo offense, I'm going to be quicker than I okay, – because I could break all these down. Um, Kiffin, no – only because it's Ole Miss, uh, and I just think it's really hard to win a national championship at Ole Miss. Uh, half a century of tradition will tell you that. Uh, Sark, Norvell, Kelly, Lanny. Gosh, these are, this is really, really tough. I will say, I will say Norvell and Florida State, path of least resistance, a non SEC path, a non Big Ten path. Uh, Florida State has it rolling. Uh, I, I'll say Mike Norvell in Florida State. Anybody? We're out I'm going to go with Ryan. Number five. I would have gone with Ryan Day, but here's number five. All right, so you love Atlanta. You live in Atlanta. That's not Atlanta in your background, but uh, we all know how you feel about the city, the mecca of college football. They're hosting the championship game this coming year. And I guess with how it works now, they'll also get either quarter – or a semi, the Peach Bowl will get one of the playoff games because um, all the bowls do now. All mm-hmm. right, so your thoughts on Atlanta as a championship destination uh, for college football, first and foremost. And then as you kind of look around, we've been through a cycle of this. Houston, L.A., Indianapolis got it. Miami got it a couple times, one time. Your thoughts on any cities that maybe didn't get one that, that you think um, you know will be up and coming in the future? Nashville. Nashville, when they get that new stadium, is going to be in the rotation. I'm convinced of it. It's a destination city. The weather's not too bad. People love going there. There's other things to do. You can spend a week in Nashville and find stuff to do. Um, I I mentioned this when I was there for a couple of NFL games this year. Uh, I looked at the plans of that new stadium and the location. I mean, it's going to be fantastic. You're, you're always going to have to have a West Coast place, which we've got with SoFi. Uh, you're always going to have a Florida place, which we've got with uh, you know Miami. And, and Tampa. They have one in Tampa. And Tampa. Tampa's been, yeah. Uh, and Atlanta's not going anywhere. It, it's still the mecca of college football. It, it's still the hub of the South. But I, if I were to add one, JC, it would be Nashville once they have that stadium built. I think Nashville and I'll say Las Vegas, too. Because yeah, know, yeah, I had no idea Las Vegas was hosting the Super Bowl this year until I booked a trip out there for Super Bowl weekend. Right, weird little U two, uh, little U two concert. Then I found out, oh, it's Super Bowl weekend, and then I was like, where is the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, it's in Vegas. So it's in Vegas, uh, that'll be fun. But yeah, I, I think Vegas out west, and you know, they've had the Pac twelve championship game there. I think they'll have a Final Four there before too long, and all that. So. Yeah, I'm with you there, man. Nashville's going to start hosting a lot of stuff once they get the stadium up. So good JC5, good solid topics. Good solid everything today. Our thanks to Chris Stewart. And a thanks to all you tuning in on all the myriad of formats we have from YouTube to Spotify, from iTunes to Facebook and Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. Check out the website, jcandmorgan.com. Uh, for those of you on chat row that have been asking some random questions, uh, Yes, I had Kentucky this past weekend, and if you haven't seen the Big Z story, I'll just tell you real quickly. This is a kid that is 7'2", is going to be a lottery pick, but he, he hadn't played a second 
and literally uh, minutes after I left practice, they got an email. That's how the NCAA handles things. An email saying, oh, by the way, the guy that we've made sit on his rear end for the last few months, yeah, yeah, uh, he's eligible. So if you want to play him, play him. That's how they handle their business there in Indianapolis. And the kid goes out there and puts together, if you haven't seen it, it kind of went viral on Saturday night. John Sunbold and I were just, it takes a lot for us to be amazed. <laughs> we were amazed. That was insane. And the Rupp Arena crowd was as good as I've heard it in a long time. Uh, so just what a what a terrific moment in time. Coach Cal's got his best squad in a long time. I'll just say that again. Uh, to answer some questions out there, I'll be in Gainesville on Wednesday for Florida, Mississippi State, and Columbia, South Carolina on Saturday for the Gamecocks, another surprise team in the SEC this year, taking on Mizzou. Uh, we, we'll start sneaking in a little hoops as well as NFL here on J.C. and Morgan, but as always, you know when you come to us, whether you're listening in Atlanta, Chicago, California, Texas, Florida, at <clears throat> Knoxville, South Carolina, North Carolina, we're talking college football each and every week, and we look forward to seeing you again next time. For producer Mad Dog, Phil Molinax, for J.C., Mike saying so long. Thanks for tuning in to J.C. and Morgan.